Hello guys and welcome to the last episode of season 1 of my podcast More Than. In this week's episode, I caught up with Norway and Sampdoria midfielder Morten Thorsby, who like myself, is extremely passionate about sustainability and the environment. It was really refreshing to talk to someone that you have so much in common with and we could have spoke for hours. He recently met Italy's environmental minister after being vocal on the changes everyone can make for a greener future. And to top it all off, he also let slip that he's a gunner, so that was awesome to hear as well. I hope you like it, I certainly did, and make sure you give us a thumbs up and subscribe. I hope you guys have enjoyed season 1, and I'll be back with season 2 in a few months. Stay tuned! Well, hello everyone to a new episode of More Than, and today, as our guest, we have the man... Morton Thornsby. How are you, my friend? I'm very good. Thanks, you. Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. I have to say, I'm very jealous of where you are, man. It looks really cozy over there. <laughs> yeah, it's my, my favorite uh, getaway in the vacations here in the, in the mountains in Norway. I'm, uh, I guess I'm a bit different where everybody normally seeks the sun in the vacation. I go north. Yeah, and I go to the mountains, and um, actually we had really good weather. We had twenty degrees and sun, which is not very good for this. For yeah, this for sure. Uh, today it's rainy and twelve degrees and uh, cozy inside, and we have a yeah, we can we can get the fireplace, and and it's very it's very nice. But uh, yeah, it's in the middle. It's the middle of Norway. It's a small place called Lom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a famous place. It's close to the biggest uh, one of the biggest national parks and the highest mountain okay. in Norway. So uh, it's a really beautiful place, and it's my uh, grandparents. So they have a old farm, four hundred year old farm, which is there located in the middle of nowhere in the in the mountains. And uh, yeah, I stay here now with them. They've been staying here for a period now with the with the here in the, also in Norway now. So I think they they are more safe here. They are old and they're in the in the danger zone of getting the virus so they stay here now they i think they moved up here actually so they stay here really? right around. so it was nice to meet them here now yeah. it looks like a nice place they live right now in these times <laughs> yeah it's i i mean it's a perfect place to stay in the, in the pandemic or in a war or whatever it is it's uh it's, it's a very nice place to stay and it's also a beautiful place so i really find peace when i come here and uh, it's yeah. a nice place to get uh, get your energy for a new season that's good, man. I'm very happy that you're having that such a good time, man. Um, tell yeah. me um, a question that I make to everyone in the podcast. Um, I really hate talking about it because, uh, yeah. you know, it feels like every single conversation starts with the pandemic. But um, I think uh, a lot of people have been getting a lot of positive things through, through slowing down and spending time with our loved ones and stuff like that. So tell yeah. me, how, how, was, how was this time for you? How did you cope with it? And also, uh, was there any new things that you learned during this time? Or, you know, there's a lot of people that started playing the piano, for example. Or, you know, yeah. was there anything for you? How, how, how was that, that period of your life? Um, no, I mean, I was, I was one of the, we, we actually, I, I had a virus and uh, I got it in the beginning of, uh, beginning of March. We were nine players in our team, Santora, who, who got the virus. So I was pretty much four and a half weeks all alone. Like I didn't see one, one person for this. Wow. For, I was locked down in my house and uh, I was in Italy in my house. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of a, it's a huge change from living a normal life, playing, thinking about the next game and then. And suddenly, just changing your life. In a, in a, in a, I mean, everybody felt the same things. It's how how fast you're able to change your mindset and and cope with the new situation. And uh, and I mean, that was pretty. It was a it was a moment of. Uh, I learned a lot about how, how I mean how how fast I'm able to <laughs> to actually change my mind around when something happens. And I mean, mm-hmm. at least a thing like this that we didn't expect nobody expected it i i didn't i didn't expect it nobody did so i mean yeah. it was a thing unexpected thing that came around and i mean that that's pretty amazing where you know with the, we are humans and we are extremely capable of uh, changing our mind around when things happen i think that's very core dna from how we we are as a species also that we're able to cope with new situations and that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing because these things will keep on happening in life i guess that's yeah. uh, 
that's uh, all new situations, new things, unexpected things. Um, yeah, you, you, so I mean, that's, it's been a very learningful uh, moment and, uh, and I didn't have, a, I had the time to read. That's, that's nice. I had, uh, I could learn Italian because I was also in the case of learning <laughs> Italian. So now I speak Italian very well. That was a, that was a good thing coming out yeah. of it. And, uh, and I had the time to read and do some other nice projects uh, on the side, which, uh, which I really have uh, time to. So I, I managed to, to keep myself busy and I think I came out, uh, yeah, came out pretty well. That's good. I'm happy. I'm happy that your that your Italian is getting better. <laughs> and also, because in Italy, yeah. in Italy, the quarantine was quite harsh, right? Like, for example, in the UK, it was all very relaxed. Uh, yeah. I don't think personally was the best choice because clearly, uh, you know, we never kind of like reached the peak. But um, yeah, over there it was quite harsh. Like, you had the military in the street. No one could really get out. It was just like literally stay at home and you can't do nothing. Yeah, yeah, it was by far with Spain, I guess. It were, Italy was the first country to really lock down yeah. and we and lock down hard. I mean, yeah. we couldn't re, we couldn't go out. Like if I went out, I would get like just outside my door, I would get the huge fine and police, yeah. were, they were everywhere. So, I mean, yeah. it was just to stay at home. And, and I mean, I had the virus as well. Yeah. So I just, yeah. I had no choice. So I just had to stay at home. And I mean, all the things going on, it was crazy to follow on the news because I was just inside in my house and crazy, you, right? just, you, just, you were just following everything in the news and yeah, it's, it's crazy but yeah. at the same time it was you just realized that this is a situation it's it's kind of easier at least for me when you just saw like this situation is the same for everyone I mean yeah. you had everyone was in the same situation and I mean that that makes it a bit bit more easy to accept yeah 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 for sure anyway yeah let's stop talking about this. yeah let's stop negative stuff <laughs> and um <laughs> i always say a lot of people that love football listen to this podcast so i'm very sure yeah that a lot of people know about who you are but for the people that don't i want you to yeah. tell us who you are where did you start playing football where did you love for the game come from did you play any other sport yeah. but how was your life as a you know as a child and as a teenager yeah, I grew up in, in Norway, in Oslo, the, the capital, and I was actually doing a lot of different sports. I wasn't really into only football. I was very into the ball at early early stage, but I was doing a lot of different sports. In Norway, we have a kind of a yeah, system where you start off doing not only one sport, but a lot of different sports, which I think is very healthy in, mm -hmm. in a way because you get to learn many different things. You get the various different movements in your in your youth which was for me also great i did cross-country skiing alpine skiing skating wow. tennis uh football and then you kind of choose your way with uh, with what what you want to do and i felt of course early that i had a talent for football and that was kind of in the and like when i was 14 i was still doing cross-country skiing that was the, the last sport i i stopped because i yeah at, at a certain point there's no more space for doing more plays you have to choose your sport yeah, yeah. Uh, but i was kind of still i was not really like of course i wanted to be a professional footballer but that was not like my only way i i went to school i did all these games to keep my options open and then when i was 17 i got my first professional contract for for Stabæk, which is a team just outside oslo and um, and uh, by just one late one year later, I was sold to Head and Pain in in uh, Holland, in Netherlands. Uh, when I was eighteen, mm -hmm. and I played there for five years. Uh, and uh, last uh, summer, I went to um, Sampdoria in uh, Italy, and I, now I played uh, yeah, my first season there, which just stopped. Nice. And you've played so, for the Norwegian national team as well, right? Yeah, I have one cap for the national team. I. Have have like I don't know how many games <laughs> for the under twenty ones. I think I think actually we played you. Yeah, we played. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played in Spain. Uh, I think you. Yeah, I remember. I played left twenty sixteen. One half against you. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you, you guys uh, had a very good team. You guys had a very. We good had team. a great team. We had, uh, of course, Martin Odegaard, which everybody knows, and uh, and uh, Holland now is was coming up. He was not in that team, but he still came up and. Uh, now he's doing great, and we have we actually now have a very very exciting new generation coming. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. So, and yeah. um, how are you now at Sampdoria? Are you happy over there? How's Italy? Yeah, um, yeah, Italy's great. I mean, it was it was great to be in Holland. It's a great uh, it's a great place to learn football. I mean, when I think about really to learn the principles of 
like attacking football. I think Spain yeah. and Holland is really like the two places you want to be. Yeah, I had yeah. a Spanish coach when I was in Norway, which was great. And I came to Holland. I was also capable of learning, you know, just core football about football and like education. Yeah. Uh, and you learn about football, you learn about attacking football style and how to play play with the ball. And I mean, that was so exciting and great, great for me. And I'm very happy I did that. And now it was, and at a certain point, you want to test something new. And I mean, Italy is something completely different. Yeah, but yeah. still, you saw that a lot of players from the Dutch league did well in, yeah. in Italy. So, so uh, and now after the first year, first year in Italy is difficult. And there's a lot of players who test this because it's a really different league in any way. Mm-hmm. The yeah. football is different. The mindset different. It's it's really something you have to adapt to. So I'm happy that I had a pretty rough start, but then I got into it, and uh, and uh, from October I played a lot of yeah a lot of games, and I did uh, better and better, and I felt really that uh, the things are coming. So I'm really excited for next season. So uh, yeah, I'm really really excited for just uh, being in a new league, with a new my mindset, and you know that's that's yeah. the. That's really the perks about being able to play outside. You can learn also about culture, which is uh, the, the country culture, but it's also the football culture, which is, which is different everywhere. And I mean, that's that's a really great thing that being able to play outside and, yeah. and uh, in different countries. Yeah, because I think I'm, Italy has also one of like the biggest football cultures ever, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the way people live football in that country is also second to none. And it's like a religion. Yeah. Like people support clubs and like they die for them. And sometimes when you come from other countries and you see that, it can be like kind of like a big impact, right? Yeah, yeah. It's great, and especially when you're in the region. I mean, here in Norway, the football is a big sport, but it's not like Italy where it's like, it's everything. Like yeah. football is really everything. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's that's great, great to be a part of. And mm-hmm. you feel it, you really feel it. Like with people on the street, you feel it. Feel how much emotions there there is around football. And I love that. I mean, that's why you play. You want to feel those emotions. You want to be a part of something like that. That's mm-hmm. that's why you love this game. That's why we all, we all love this game because it's about emotions. It's about everything. That's that's the great thing about football. Yeah, for sure. And uh, going back a little bit about what you said about your bringing and like how you had other sports and education yeah. and stuff. You're someone that, um, did you go to university? Yeah, I did. Uh, I finished school because I went to Holland before mm. I finished like high school. So I had to finish the last year, yeah, last years there. Yeah. And I started, uh, I started law school actually in, in, in Norway also from, from the Netherlands. So I did one year. Law okay. school there, and now I started uh, doing. Uh, yeah, now I changed because now this year I did mostly Italian. So, yeah, I mean, doing stuff on the side is is important for me, for kind of just to relax the head, kind of sometimes yeah, because yeah, yeah. when it's a lot of football all the time, sometimes it's just nice to do something else to just yeah. don't think about it and you yeah. know to relax the head, kind of in something totally different. Yeah. And and at the same time, I I find it very interesting to learn about uh, other stuff. So. Uh, now maybe I will keep doing this, or I will go in another direction. I didn't yeah. decide it yet, but uh, I mean, these things are. Uh, I, I like to have something on the side always to keep my yeah. mind busy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, to I, keep I my mind open. I fully agree. Yeah. Why I'm asking you this is because I feel like that I read in one of your interviews that um, you know yeah. people know you a lot because of the stuff that you've done for the environment. Um, yeah, I feel like um, your education and like learning about politics and stuff is those are one of the things that inspired you the most to actually, you know, be able to make changes and, and, you know, for example, in football, I think at yeah. Hilton, you put a plan together to make sure that the football club was more green. Yeah. Than it was. And do you yeah. feel like your education had a big impact in like for you to, you know, have the knowledge and be able to put yourself forward to do these things? Yeah. I mean, I think the, uh, educational part is fundamental to for me like I've been lucky you know I grew up in one of the best like if you're if you write the educational systems in the world and always great and I had all the possibilities I could do what I want and I I that's something I'm really appreciating because I see how much value that has given me and especially mm-hmm. in terms of what you are saying like also having having other perspectives I mean I also grew up close to I grew up here being in the mountains in the uh, in the nature and you know that's as you told, Grun, I just heard you and, and Matteo speaking in the other podcast when you were speaking about growing up in the ocean. I mean, this is also a kind of educational part that you, yeah. by in your childhood, grow up in an environment or learn about these things that gives you some kind of interest, passion, 
an engagement in these in these issues and i mean that's why i got my engagement my passion for the environmental and, and climate crisis of course is because i'm i feel like in my childhood and in my educational i in education i learned about how important these these things are and i mean if you don't have this kind of educations it's really difficult to engage yourself yeah. so that's why i say like the one of the most important things i think football can do sports can do because sports and football is really a fundamental also like you have I, for me you have two kind of educational systems you have the school system and you have this like the sport community and the, both of these things are incredibly important in educating people mm -hmm. and i think that's why also it has a huge responsibility and especially football that scatters so many people to also use that use that possibility or use that to uh, to educate people and also yeah. not only about football but about other issues and yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think that's educational part is really fundamental for uh for the future that we're able to to use sports which we love which which is great which is positive and also to engage people in other things which yeah. is maybe not so easy to 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 see uh, um, if you if you're not like grew up like in a certain 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 way, yeah 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 yeah. And then um, I don't want to like in football. I always say that footballers sometimes we live in like a bubble, right? Um, yeah. We're like uh, our industry and the way we're brought up in like you know when you're part of like the Barcelona academy or the Chelsea academy, like and they yeah. give you so much money really early and all this stuff. It feels like it's like a different society and it kind yeah. of, you don't really grow up, you don't really grow up and uh, in the same world that other people live in. And I feel like when I found myself in, in, in dressing rooms, um, you know, it feels like you're in a different planet and people don't really see the causes on the, or the stuff that's going on outside because we are hardly affected by it because our life is mainly yeah. too good. You know, we're safe, we have money, we have people that look after us, people love us, etc. But it's not yeah. really the real world, you know? And I feel like for me, when yeah. I um, started talking about social issues, and I'm not speaking yeah. bad about footballers, I'm not saying they're no. bad people or anything. It's just like your environment doesn't help, you know? But no. when I feel when I was... Um, talking about political issues or the environment and stuff, I really felt that I was like the only one, you know, that, yeah. that really cared about yeah. these things. And me, too, I wanna, me too. Yeah, me too. that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, do you feel like it was, it was, did you feel like you were a bit alone in this situation? Yeah, I felt, yeah, I've been like, like talking about this issue in the last five years, like mm -hmm. kind of, but I felt exactly the same as you felt that this was something that was not kind of an issue that was not a thing we talked about in the dressing yeah. room. It was not part of our, in the discussion anywhere I found in the football world. Yeah. And I've been really missing the discussion because football is such a huge part of our society. And why shouldn't the football taking their part of the responsibility? Because we all have to change. All parts of the society has to change if we're going to sure. solve these problems. So, I mean, that that's that's been that's such a strange thing for me, and I know what you say is really something I agree to that the football world is something many consider as very like closed, different. I mean, something with another rule, kind of rule system, which is yeah. not really like the same as the rest of the world, which is yeah. kind of true, but it's not some. I think that that part is also changing, and I heard like that was also from the talk you had with Mathieu, which I really agree to what he said that like the athletes we are also changing now you see all the athletes also the different sports are changing and 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 acting much more as also and taking more responsibility their role their their role in the public and their and their role as also role models so i mean this is the things we have to uh, see that the world is moving on being a footballer is maybe not enough also in 15 20 years, mm -hmm. years you have to show that you're also care about social issues because that's that's something we are a part of the society and without the work well working society we can't play football and you see that's clearly now in the situation we've been in the covid crisis like football is only beautiful and uh, and, and wonderful in a working society when when things are working well and when so i mean football is something with positive emotion that's something we all want to be like really passionate really we 
want to feel these positive emotions, but that's only possible if we interact with the society yeah, and, the fans and, and that's that, and the fans and everyone. So, I mean, that's, I think people start to see this and I think it's changing slowly. Yeah. And I think that's also why, you know, this podcast is a great example of how things are changing. Athletes are changing. We see, we have a responsibility also. So, I mean, these things are really, I think it's going the right way. And I'm really positive about it, that these things will start to change and that we will, yeah, we will be, we will see a positive change in this direction. Yeah, I hope so too. And you've just said um, that you feel like this is a responsibility for us right now. Um, why, why do you think that there's still not many, like you say, obviously it's, it's changing and every time you yeah. see more people, but why do you think that people are scared or are not doing it? Do you feel it is because they haven't found their passion yet and they don't want to talk about something just for the sake of it? Or do you think that people still feel like a little bit scared of like saying something that, you know, people can come back to them? Oh, why did you say that mm. or something? Or wh why do you think there still needs to be a push for people to actually mm. take this response, this social responsibility you're talking about? I, I think it's both what you said. I think there's, you know, a lot of people who's like trying to find their way. And I think that's great, you know, thinking a lot about different things. They're thinking about all the problems we have, like what you spoke about, if it's the case of racism, if it's the case of female rights, if it's based on uh, climate and, and environmental issues. I mean, there are many different problems and you, we all have different, uh, different things we think is important. But what you say is, I think it's true. It's, it's also difficult what we have because we, especially like we have, like of course speaking the case of environmental and climate problems, it's, it's difficult because you know that we have a lifestyle which is not really, it's not a sustainable lifestyle at mm -hmm. this point. Yeah. And that's why it's really difficult to talk about it. And you have to, you have to, under, you have to speak in a way that people understand that you're not perfect. You are, you're trying to change like we, but you are not perfect. I mean, you can always tell me, yeah, but you, yeah, I saw like you, you drive a car or you, yesterday you flew to your, you yeah. know, I mean, all these things that get back to you is really difficult because this, this is how, how kind of things has been because the discussion has been really about you and me and we have to change in every individual. But that's why I think it's important to change this by, by saying that this is not about individual it's not, it's not the competition by being the best individual. It's about changing yeah. as a group, as a, as, a, as a human species, as the world community. We have to change together. I mean, that's, that's the things we have to... I think you have to understand as an athlete, you have a, you have a great platform. And I think uh, Greta Thunberg uh, like, was one of my idols or one of my yeah. role models, at least. Yeah. She put it great. Like, like, the bigger your platform, the bigger your responsibility. And the bigger your uh, carbon footprint, the bigger your moral duty. Yeah. And I think that's really so true. true. Like we all have a different part or a bit, it's a different um, role to play in this puzzle. And we as athletes, we, we actually have an audience, we have a voice. And I think, I think it's just like Matteo put it, I think it's just super important to, yeah. to use it. And, uh, and, and, you know, sometimes it goes wrong. Sometimes you say something wrong. Sometimes there's, yeah. but you know, this also, I think it's going in the direction of getting more, yeah. More, more, uh, more people out in discussion, and that helps the uh, debate to evolve in the right direction. So, um, yeah. I think, yeah, like you, and I'm really, I'm really, <laughs> it's cool to finally see that it's moving. It's really moving. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's that's very positive to see. For sure. And um, one thing that you say, which I always try to stress a lot, is that the the fact that we're not perfect, you know. And uh, yeah, sometimes a lot of people tell me when I when I I don't know imagine a tweet something about the environment yeah. and they say like, oh, but you fly in an airplane to games in a private jet or like you do this mm -hmm. and you do that. And that, what I always say to people is like, you know, we have the resources that we have nowadays, you know, and as mm -hmm. you say, we live in a certain lifestyle that cannot be sustainable, but these are, this is how history and how life has evolved. And now we have these things that we have to deal with them. Yeah. And in order to, for us to have this platform and to be able to raise awareness and you know probably having the power to make the changes that we do we have to work and for yeah. our work to be able to function we have to travel so sometimes you have to balance a little bit and be like yeah listen i'm not perfect but i know that every single choice that i'm making is the best i can but i mm. just have what i have right now 
And I think it's very important for people to understand because nowadays I feel that there's a lot of like cancel culture, you know? Yeah. Like everyone is so good. Like someone can be doing everything so good and then they do one bad thing and then this person is canceled. And I think that's yeah, very yeah. wrong, you know, because even um, nowadays with like what we're talking about, about uh, the civil rights movement and like racism, a lot of people are going to make a lot of mistakes because, you know, we educated through the years and yeah. we are educated wrongly. And yeah. sometimes you need to make mistakes in order to realize and then be better, you know? And it's not yeah. about canceling people. It's actually about like telling people when they're doing something wrong and say, look, you should change this or you should change that or you should do this instead of that. And then that's how we move forward. Not by saying people, oh, you've done this yeah. and we don't want to talk to you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I think it's very important to send this message yeah. that, you know, no one in here is perfect, but, you know, we have so many choices that we can make. And the most important thing is like, to make sure that we're doing as best as we can to be able to be in a better place in the future, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that sounds very, yeah, I I really agree, and uh, that's that's I think it's a good part like what you said about that we not being perfect. That's something I think we as athletes feel a lot. We who we, like we feel a lot this this issue, and we feel it inside yeah. us because we know we are not perfect. We know we are doing something, but at the same time, we see that we want to. We want to change and for example there are solutions there are technical problems like for for, for example flying flying yeah. in we don't have that much time we have to reach a like a way game we can't use for example the train or like uh, another solution so i mean but there are so many other things we can do that actually can solve the problem i mean flying sends for two percent of the emissions worldwide i mean we can do a lot of things to to uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of things where we have actually technology available where which we can do and I mean, that's why the role of football is, of course, over time to change to become sustainable. Mm -hmm. That's that every industry, everyone in society has to change and to become uh, sustainable over time. But the biggest role of football is to spread awareness and what you're talking about, the old things we actually can do, what we have to change in a change of a mindset. Because, of course, what you said, we live in a society based on something that won't work forever. And we're all thought that this will work, but it won't work because yeah. if we keep on going in this direction, uh, we'll ha we will have serious issues. Yeah. And and I heard you, and I mean that's that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of the the moral change, or not not the moral change, but that's the uh, the change we have to go to, to as people. And then in the meantime, it will be discussion. But I don't think we should be afraid to take that battle because it will be it will be a. Uh, changing over time in the right direction even though we make some mistakes yeah I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh one of the things that i like a lot about how you do things is uh me for example i i use my platform a lot to like raise awareness and stuff and yeah um, but i th i feel that you do as well but you also do a lot of work that people yeah. don't and sometimes yeah. it's the other way around you know sometimes a lot of yeah. people say like i do this i do that i do this i do that but then you know you have to put your money where, where your mouth is, you know? That's, you know that's a very good expression. And I, and, I, and, and, I, and I think, and I think you do that a lot. And, um, when we first, when I first reached you to, um, to see if you wanted to be in the podcast, you told me like, Oh, I have a meeting with the environmental minister of Italy. And I was like, yeah, wow. Like this is next level. Like the stuff <laughs> that you've had been going through, like you're actually going out the way and spoken to the yeah. actual environmental minister because you want to make changes in the sport. To me, I was like, yo, big respect yeah. because this is, this is something different. So I want you, I want you to tell us like, um, you know, where, where, did, where did this come from? Like what did spike the idea in your mind? And then obviously I know you've met with him already. I don't know if you can say much, but um, yeah, <laughs> tell me about this experience. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the core idea was actually starting, like a couple of years ago, I was already like kind of, uh, like I was a bit, uh, because I saw that there was no real initiative from the football industry when it came to like solving the climate and environmental problems or at least trying to see how the football can contribute becoming sustainable becoming yeah try to in these kind of issues of course we had a lot of great initiatives like a common goal and then a lot of different actions but in kind of the environmental and climate discussion I felt that the football was not really contributing mm -hmm. and then in the current quarantine and I had a, I had a, had some time to do some work, and I was working with a project where I wanted to see if I could gather the football industry within, 
to yeah to see if we, we can, how what we can do to become sustainable. And uh, I worked with my father. We we worked uh, close on these issues, and I worked with a uh, yeah with a company called or not a not a um, organization a non-profit organization in Switzerland called Sustainability in Sports. When we tried to like see what kind of things we could do, and that's where I actually had to I had a Zoom call also with uh, Mathieu to speak mm-hmm. with him a bit about what he did and how how he saw the issue about football and sustainability, and I had to. And I kind of developed an idea and a project I wanted to um, to 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 uh, uh, yeah to work on and to uh, publish this autumn and um, and then we got this chance with the Minister of Italy, which was kind of a yeah it happened through my agency because I had the day I was picking up some plastic near my near my home in in Italy. It was mm-hmm. kind of a, a strange thing. And then there was uh, some some public there was some fuss about it. It, and then it reached him, and then suddenly we had a meeting with the minister of, minister of uh, environment in, uh, in Rome. Uh-huh. Uh, so the last day after the last game, I went to Rome with the train, and uh, we met him, and we got the uh, possibility to present the project for him. And uh, and he was really positive. I mean, the meeting was really open. He wanted to meet us, see what we had to say, and uh, it turned out really well. So we, I will meet him again in September to concret- concretize things. But uh, in the main in in uh, in like in few words like we we have a project where we want to like i have a, i actually created a, a foundation a non-profit foundation called we play green mm-hmm. uh which is a which is a non-profit organization who wants to focus on on uh, engaging the football community in in taking on uh, the environmental and climate uh, problems and becoming mm-hmm. sustainable that's like the core value and we want to work with uh, education engagement and concrete action within football to see what we can do to really become a sustainable sport or we also I also want to work in other sports but I think it's the best places to start in football and now we have this great place and the the minister in Italy was really positive because of course he see also that the 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 platform that the the football gives with in communication is huge you know you reach out to so many people and and it's 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 a really big possibility so um, so we have a really, really good project going on. I'm now working in a very hard-working phase here, like, like with working on the uh, establishing everything and getting on foot with uh, we play green. And I think I hope within two, three weeks we have an ongoing. Uh, we're up and running, and uh, we will from this year we will start and running and uh, going for ambassadors of players and working with the industry, with sponsors, with clubs, with players and 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 fans to engage everyone to taking on this problem. Because I mean, for me, it's I'm. There are so many big. We have a lot of problems, and I think it's important that everyone find their way. And I mean, what you said in the other podcast, you have to pick your battles, and I think that's true. And I pick this battle, and I'm going to yeah. do everything I can to, 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 to do what I can to, to, yeah, to solve it and to use my my role. That's amazing, man. Well, good yeah. stuff like with everything. I'm sure it's going to go really, really well, man. And I feel, um, you know, always I feel like Scandinavia, especially. For example, like young people, they always seem like they really care about the environment and they, they seem really smart and really connected to nature and stuff. And when you come here more down south in Spain, Italy and stuff, yeah. I feel like kids just play football, right? And I feel like yeah. in, countries, in countries like Italy and maybe Spain, the fact that football can have this uh, sort of educational also platform to like learn about the 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 stuff that's happening you know because i see um in the uk a lot of people uh young people that really know what's happening and marching and stuff but personally in spain i don't see that happening you know because governments are not helping because i don't know maybe there's another interest in other things but actually yeah you know the youth are the people that are gonna carry us right yeah i think it's so important that um in countries where like maybe because of the the educational system maybe is not teaching so much about it or because there's not so much awareness or information about the causes. The fact that you yeah. can use such a massive platform like football to be able to send this message across, I think yeah. is amazing, man. So I really hope it's going to affect a lot of lives and, and obviously um, help the future because, you know, you have to start from the ground up and like if young people are the ones that really love football and engage yeah platform and really get to know what's happening that is what definitely going to help us in the future 
yeah yeah for sure and uh, i think that's the main that's also the main cause we want to that's also one of the visions of of the organization or also for me is to make football possible for or like the the possibility to play in the future for future generations of course yeah is that the future generation also has the ability to play like we do like that's uh, all we, have. we want fresh air we want clean water we want all these simple things that's that's that makes it possible for us to do what we do today i mean uh, and that's kind of like i think the the climate problem or the climate case is always like the communication is always so it's been too far away you know we're just speaking about polar bears in the antarctic uh, arctic and you know all these things that we don't see clear but it's actually really close it's just about having fresh air and fresh water and fresh ground and having the possibility to do the things we want to do i mean it's really this is the basic things that we're fighting for and it's not something about you know of course polar bears are are nice and important but you know that's not what, what the case is about this is a case for yeah. your own children my children i want to fight for my children the ability to play football yeah. i want my grandchildren to be able to play football i want my you know that's what i fight for i mean that's something very core uh, and very uh, you know close and important for us and i think if you can spread this message that we're actually just fighting for our children to have the same possibilities as we have then i think the message is more easy to, to spread because uh, I mean that's also what what we all want to do. You know, save our family that we can we can do what we want and live a live happy lives. I mean that's the core core thing about it. Yeah, for sure, man. Those are beautiful, beautiful words, man. Um, tell me on a more personal level. Um, of course, I've always said before um, we're not perfect, but uh, just so you can give some inspiration as well for the people listening. What are some of like your lifestyle choices that you've made through the years in order to you know be more conscious about the way you live and uh, yeah. you know and and produce less waste what are some of the things you do i mean there there are several things you can do as a as a person i see mm -hmm. i always say that the most important thing you can do as a person is to vote that's yeah. the most important thing you can do to vote yeah. use your use your ability to vote if you have if not then if you're under 18 and you don't yeah, vote. Use your use your ability to to change your mind of your parents, for example, to get them <laughs> to vote for the future. For you know, that's what I always say. And if you yeah, can yeah. vote, vote for sure, because that's the one thing we can do to change the political system. Because that's actually that's what we need to solve these problems. We need a political shift. So I mean, that's the most important thing you do. If you can do only one thing, do this thing. Okay. And then it starts all these other things you can do, and that's of course changing your own behavior. Because changing your own behavior not only changes yourself, but it changes all the people around you. I mean, for example, I think one of the things you you're speaking about with Mathieu and many others is, of course, changing your diet or changing the way we eat. Mm -hmm. and this is, of course, a huge contributor to to climate change and also environmental problems. Is the food system, which is incredibly important. So, of course, as environmentalists you have to be very concerned about this and i cut out really cut down meat consumption in the last two years i'm now i'm not a fully uh, vegan but i'm eating maybe 80 to 90 percent less meat mm -hmm. and and i'm also trying you know sometimes it's not possible sometimes i'm course, in a way yeah. again we don't in italy it's it's also a food culture which is really strong so it's not always you have your right options but you know being aware of it make that you can change a lot and just not eating meat for breakfast and lunch is for example something that changed me it changed me a lot so um so that's something i did just changing changing the way i eat and then of course it's in the way um when it comes to recycling i'm always aware i'm trying to be very aware of what i buy and if i buy something if i really need it and 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 if i uh, and the way I, I throw it away, of course, is very important to be aware how you how you recycle it. But that's also dependent on where you live. I mean, I, I don't know how it is in England, but in Italy, it's a big problem because yeah, the recycling yeah. is not always the best. I don't know how it's in England. Is it good? No, in, in, Eng in England is alright. In England is alright. The only thing is like I always do recycle everything I can, and there's yeah. a pretty good system um there's always been concerns about like okay you put this in this bucket this in that bucket but then you don't really yeah. know what's happening with it you know yeah. i don't feel like in spain for example they're not really transparent with it um no. because people said that they've seen like a like a truck that you know they they grab yeah. they grab the different bins and then they put them all in the same in the same <laughs> basket kind of thing yeah, uh, yeah um yeah i mean i think 
uh, but that's what I mean, right? Like we're making and that's that's political. Uh, that's yeah, that's, that's political. That's, that, that's what I mean. We're we're doing what we can with the resources that we have, and then yeah. you know it's not really our choice whether the you know whether they put it in the same bin or not. That is, I mean, that's, that that's it comes why. from up there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So uh, that's why we need to need together and then write the vote for the right politicians who's willing to change the systems because yeah, or else yeah, we yeah, can't yeah. do anything i mean that's 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 how it works so uh yeah. yeah and the last thing i of course flying is of course my biggest personal committer to my carbon footprint that's flying because that's yeah. the huge part where which is much, much bigger than everything else unfortunately and at this at this point we don't have any technology available to change that for journeys where you have don't have that much time of course i chose in the last two years when i have more time in my vacation i've always chosen other alternatives like trains which i love when yeah. i have the possibility to take the trail i love trains it's great it's a great way of transport but it's just it's uh, so good yeah yeah to to just you have the able to think and and it's uh, nice and quiet and yeah i love trains but, uh, but sometimes it's not possible mm -hmm. and then you know then, then you you have to fly but uh, I've, I've cut them down a lot on flying also and and uh, and that's uh, yeah, and that's that's kind of the things that I do in my life. I drive an electric car. You know, you can always speak about it. That's that's yeah. sustainable now. But I think it's moving in the right right direction. Sure. I think that's sure. the direction we have to move in. And and I mean, uh, otherwise, I try to to bike and walk. And yeah. I love to bike. Also, in Italy, it's a bit harder than Holland. Holland, oh, really? You can bike <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, uh, in Italy, people it's drive a bit crazy, it's right? Not, it's not. Yeah, 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 and it's a bit dangerous because there's no real bike culture there. So yeah, yeah I mean, so uh, that's a bit more difficult now. But uh, that's that's also something, of course, <laughs> using uh, bikes or or feet is, is a great way to cut your carbon footprint. Yeah. But uh, yeah, all these small things is uh, you. I have to do as usual, and it's not really costing me a lot. I think I, I, it's nothing I changed over the last two years that hasn't like. I, I have been very positive, you know, every way I've changed food-wise. I've, yeah, explored great new dishes and great new food, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, you, you also, you're also vegan? Or yeah, you're, uh, I've been vegan for, for three years now. And um, definitely, yeah. it's very different now from when I started, you know. From when I started, I was like, yeah. what am I going to do? Just going to eat salad and pasta and bread. And right now, it's like, like you say, there's so there's a range of dishes that, you know, different cuisines from all around the world that they're like vegan or accidentally vegan that are delicious. Yeah. And I have, um, you know, very similar to you, when I, when I was 16, I never had a salad in my life. I was just yeah. meat and pizza and all this stuff, right? And then I went yeah. vegan and my mom was like, are you crazy? Like, you don't even like this food. Like, you don't even like vegetables. Yeah. What you want to do? I was like, mom, don't worry. I want to try it out, see what happens. And then yeah. when I was injured with my ACL, I was with my parents for three months. And during those yeah. three months, we ate vegan. And both my parents loved it. And my mom right now is like, basically like you, like she only really eats food when she goes out outside to a restaurant maybe, or like at home, barely, barely any meat. And she feels so much better as well. And yeah, um, yeah I always say to people like, I'm, I'm, I'm not that person that I'm gonna say like, oh, you need to go vegan, you need to do this, you need to do that. I always feel like people need to find their own feet, right? You have to, I always try to give yeah. people come to my house. For example, in London, I say, listen, in this house, we don't cook meat. So if you want to come and yeah. stay here, just know that there's no meat in here. And then after two, three yeah. days, they actually feel like, you know what? I didn't really need to eat meat. Like with this food here, I was really, really yeah. happy. And sometimes people, you know, when they make this switch, it's actually, it's not as bad as, as people think. It's just like our cultures and like, you know, in the past, we didn't really have the options that we have today. Um, no. So, yeah, man, it's, it, it's something that yeah, is it's, starting to work for everyone. Yeah, and it's absolutely true. And I think that's that the strategy of just inviting people in and just showing them yeah, how, it's, great, it's good. how great vegan food can be. It's the best thing yeah, because after, sure. like, wow, this tastes great. And also the best effect is, like, after you can just go straight out running. Just after you can take a yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, don't yeah. Even, you don't even have to go to the couch 20 minutes. <laughs> because you're overfull, you, you feel light really yeah. all the time you feel light and you feel good i mean this is personal i mean food is a very very difficult thing because it's so personal as you say it's a lot yeah. of cultures a lot of yeah, personal yeah. things you know it's very difficult to talk with any i would never never like something about like change like i i just 
important to inspire people to change in the in a way or just showing them that other things is possible and i mm. believe and i think i see the now how how people uh, react on, on the changing is actually that oh maybe also i can start to change and maybe it just yeah. starts with one meal a day maybe it just starts with not eating meat before dinner you know yeah. all these small things a meat-free day you know the, you know that we cannot change everything like that's it's not possible. We have to change in a, in a way that's like in a slow way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it suits uh, everyone. Yeah, and we yeah, just yeah. have to work on. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the one of the things that actually um, during quarantine, one of the habits that I changed uh, was the dishwasher, which I didn't know it was so bad because you know all the yeah. little capsules they release yeah. microplastics into the ocean. And I didn't know uh, that. And since I was in quarantine, I was using the dishwasher and then I stopped. I'm washing everything by hand. And I was by yeah. myself. I was literally spending hours and hours every day washing dishes. But um, it was also my, like my little part of the day <laughs> where I was like, it was kind of like those kind of tasks that like once you get involved in it, you know, it's just easy and you focus yeah. and time flies. And also the way yeah. I wash my clothes as well has changed a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before I used to change like wash my clothes a lot and then some of them they used to get ruined and stuff now i'm really picky when i need to wash yeah. my clothes i don't use the dryer anymore you know i always hang them and if there's nice weather i hang them yeah. outside because that yeah. obviously improves the life of your clothes etc so there's actually like yeah. yeah i think one day i need to make like a list or something of like all the things that we can yeah. do but you keep you know, learning. like you keep learning i have friends now that they've started washing their clothes by hand yeah, because it actually saves a lot of water and stuff like this. And I was thinking, yeah. if that if I start washing my dishes by hand, washing my clothes by hand, I'm not even gonna have time to go to training, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, that's that's how it is. So I mean, these these are the kind of things which I believe is also a political issue that we have yeah. to solve on a higher plane. Because you know, I believe it's, this is great. I mean, all individual things you can do it's great and you should do it and you should uh, try to change yourself but yeah. in the end we have to change in such big numbers because we have to remember we are a lot of people on this globe and we have to act in yeah. the same like in the same direction but you know that's 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 why also sometimes these problems can seem so big and so that's also why it's something sometimes turns into something negative because you feel of course you have no impact in the big picture but that's you know that's not true we are we all have an impact but we have to move in in the group together and i mean yeah. fo focusing on the group will always lead us in the right direction but that requires that every individual you know so it's like the it's diff difficult because it's about the individuals and it's about all of us yeah. so yeah, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to we have to see that but that comes with awareness and i believe all these things is something what you say it's something which gives we have to fo focus on the positive emotions that gives the positive energy. And I, I think this, these things actually can, doesn't have to be a bad thing to change. And I think to see that is difficult, but when you mm -hmm. do it, it's less difficult. So, yeah. and if we can help with these kind of changes and, and get people to try out some different things, uh, for example, eating different or different ways of changing your flow store, the micro chain, getting out the microplastic of your yeah, dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then, then it's only, only good. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then just before we go, um, do you have any books, uh, any documentaries, any recommendations, something that has inspired you? Maybe not just like in the, like in, in quarantine, because a lot of people have read a lot in quarantine and stuff, but like, yeah. is there a book, for example, that inspired you in order to like take action or like something to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, I mean, for the, um, I mean, I had the, um, when I was, uh, when I first got inspired when I was seven years ago, that was really when I had the moment of inspiration for like really acting like environmentalists, like mm -hmm. being, yeah, and I was uh, this organization called 350.com, that's uh, .org, which is uh, this organization that worked with Greta Thunberg, and they made a movie called Do the Math. And it lays on their their internet pages. It's a really great mm -hmm. movie to see about how carbon works in the atmosphere and how it affects us. The informational movie, which I recommend everybody to watch if they have forty minutes extra. It's mm -hmm. already seven years old, but it gives a great a great picture of how, how how things work around us, and it's very inspirational. That's where I got my inspiration from. Mm -hmm. And of course, the of course, the, if you want other like informational things, the before the flood of. Uh, 
the, the the documentary before the flood of Leonardo DiCaprio was also I think yeah that one was very good. like in terms of informational yeah in yeah. terms of information and, and and engagement and these things it's it's very inspiring and um, and uh, you can always discuss but uh, but I think in the main main it's, it's a very good it's a very good documentary and lately I've been actually um, reading a good good book for that's a new book came out now of uh, Jonathan Safran Four. I don't know if I say his name right, but it's about it's where he called it "We Are the Weather," and it's uh, he says that saving the planet begins at breakfast, and it's about how the food system, we, uh, how the food system works, and how we can how we can change by stopping eating meat before dinner. That's one of the ways that we can mm -hmm. actually a simple way we can start to yeah, yeah, reduce yeah. our meat consumption, which is a nice book and is also really inspirational. And he writes. Um, He's a great writer, so it was uh, that, that book I read in the quarantine, and it was yeah. uh, it was great. Uh, it was great. Nice man. So I'm sad to say goodbye because it is so nice to see someone talk so passionate about the things they care about. So um, I just want to say yeah. thank you for everything you're doing because um, you know it takes someone like you to actually start the conversation and go and yeah. start a project. And I have big big respect for you, man. Well done. And it's been a pleasure having you here. Uh, Great to be in. Take care of yourself. And I really hope next year you have a good season. And uh, wish you all the best, my man. Thanks a lot. And uh, the same for you. And uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm happy to see that we are with Mordos and it was also great to hear the conversation with you and Mathieu because Mathieu was also one of my I'm actually I'm I'm from my childhood I was an Arsenal fan so I'm oh, really I'm like yeah you know and, <laughs> come and on. Uh, so now I have a great uh, come on Gunners so I have uh, yeah it's and it's fun to see but it was great examples also you and Mathieu are bringing these things into guy I think it's really great to see that we are more and that gives also me uh, more inspiration and I, I hope uh, for you also so of course, uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's and good. anything, that's and good. anything, and anything I can help with your projects or anything, mate. Yeah, honestly, I'm very happy we'll, to do. I'm sure Matthew will be as I well. I will let you know when, uh, <laughs> when, uh, when our, uh, when our replay green uh, project is out. I, I hope within some weeks I will, I will let you know, and uh, I hope it will be a really cool thing. For sure, I'm sure it will be. All the best. Thanks. See you ciao. more soon. Bye bye. Ciao ciao. <laughs>